Right, all right. It's Real Life, Real Equity with your hosts, Justin and Keisha Brooks. Welcome to the show. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs showing in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. That's right. Since we have grown with real life, real equity, we have learned from our listening audience and our guests that entrepreneurship is full of trials, tribulations, and resilience. With that being said, we are going to email all of our listeners a free copy of the book, Resilience, Turning Your Setback Into a Comeback. This book is full of powerful testimonies from unstoppable super achievers sharing their stories of resilience. With it being endorsed by Brian Tracy and Tom Ziegler, the entrepreneurs, NFL players, speakers, and authors in the book will share with you their firsthand accounts of how resilience put them on the path to success. It's simple. Send us an email to resilience at realliferalequity.com. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Today, we have an amazing guest for you. He is a seasoned investor. He's been a licensed Texas real estate agent specializing in real estate investments for nearly two decades. He's also the number one best-selling author of the book, Desire, Discipline, and Determination. He's an active and contributing member to the National Association of Residential Property Managers, NARPM, and he has served as the Fort Worth slash Mid-Cities President, Treasurer, and Secretary in the recent years. He's a sought-after speaker for multiple realtors boards and advisory panels, investment training seminars, and several nationally syndicated radio programs focused on single-family and multifamily real estate investments and property management. He brings a servant leadership approach to the property management industry and oversees operations for frontline management's valued customers, clients, and team members. His vision for growth to build upon the well-established foundation for customer satisfaction sound investments, and client ROIs, in addition to providing education and guidance to customers and clients to ensure sound investments. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm round of applause to our guest today and my friend, Jay Hartley. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. It's an honor to be here with you. Absolutely. Let's get right into it, man. I mean, uh, you've been in property management for over two decades. What kind of got you on that journey as a business owner, entrepreneur, and we say property manager, Let's define that because you're more than just a property manager. It's the task of taking care of tenants and toilets and, you know, other people's investment property. So yeah, it's everything from identifying the best potential rental properties, determining rent rates, showing screening, approving tenants, collection of rent, dealing with maintenance issues. Wow. Um, You know, all that kind of good stuff. And on the back end, if need be, we handle the evictions and exiting the investment as well. So, yeah, full gamut. Full gamut for property management. I mean, start to finish. So, there you go. What started you in that industry? Well, like, why why did you get started? What was, what's the story behind that? Believe it or not, it was a family business to start with. So, as, as far back as I can remember, my mom's been in some type of, you know, real estate related tasks. And... She taught me everything I know. Unfortunately, she didn't teach me everything she knew, but I'm, <laughs> I'm learning as I go. So she was a great influence. But when we were kids, my brother and I, you know, single mom household, holding down two jobs, a big portion of that was always real estate. We knew it as the horrible thing that mom did because it took her away nights and weekends and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But she was providing for us and she built a fantastic business out of it. And in later years, when I got to a point where I was trying to find myself and was kind of lost, she 
took me under her wing and said, okay, I'll, I'm going to teach you the business. And she started me at the very bottom and I worked my way all the way up and now I'm an owner of a company. So, wow. Now that's, I mean, that's a, the true starting from nothing to something story. And it's, and it's very profound. I mean, I get chills thinking about this because the impact a parent has on their kids and then the value add, I mean, even, even a mentor relationship. I mean, we can say it's just our mom and dad, but that mentor relationship is so valuable. And so kudos to your mom, uh, you know, for teaching you that business. I mean, that's amazing. When you talk about your parents, it's the one mentor that you can honestly, without a doubt, trust what they're saying. Because your your parents are going to want the best for you. Sometimes it's hard to differentiate between motherly advice and employer advice, but yeah, yeah. you can truly count on what they're saying. So Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So do you feel like this is your passion? I mean, tell me about that. <laughs> Man, I love this business. It is my all around joy in life. I'm excited to be investing in property, uh, investing in deals. I'm a deal hunter. So I get a thrill from putting a deal together, whether right. it's for clients or for me or my partners or whatever. But I love the deals that we can put together and seeing it come from, you know, let's say dirt to a subdivision or right. finding an opportunity to acquire single houses, if you will, you know, houses, yeah. apartment, whatever it is. I love it. And I know from the day that I started in the business to where I was really full-fledged in real estate and the first deal that came together, man, I was dancing. I was excited. <laughs> I loved it. And I wanted to do more. And I was off and running. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. It's, it's something about the hunt of the deal. Now, you mentioned something that I want to make sure that we highlight. You said subdivisions and uh, you do something very interesting. Um, or at least I know that in the past, and you can tell me if I'm wrong still, but I, you do something very interesting that I just learned about when I talked to you, actually, when we met several years ago, you have built subdivisions for rentals. Tell us about sure. that. Well, it's supply and demand. We're short on supply, but we've got a huge demand. So in the single family space, you're out hunting for that one property or two properties or portfolios if we can find them. We quickly identified, especially right after the uh, bubble burst, that there was opportunity to be had with infill. So taking subdivisions that had been started either by a builder or developer or whatever, and they had lots left over. Homes had been planned, but because of whatever, you know, whatever economic downfall the, the builder or the developer went through, they left the subdivision incomplete. So we could go in and we could buy the lots, build the homes specifically for investment purposes, have them rented out right after we finished construction, and then we'd keep some or we'd sell them. Uh, we turned it into a business model to where we sell turnkey new properties and we did that for quite a long time. And then unfortunately we started running out of vacant lots. So the next best thing is go out and find dirt, you know, find areas that you can buy a couple of acres and put subdivisions in. And right. some of them were specifically for rental only. Some of them were mixed with owner occupied and rentals. I like that model better. There's just some benefits to right. that. That has been very attractive for us. So yeah. I love wow. It. Wow, man. I mean, so, you know, you eat your own cooking and you not only property manage, but you develop land. 
Correct. I don't know if my audience caught this. And then I would I just want to make sure that the audience caught this. You developed the land specifically for the purpose of making it a rental. And then in some cases you mixed them in. That's a different business model. Most people think they have to go out there, buy an existing home, fix it up, and then rent it out. You took yeah. dirt you took it from dirt to, to, to fruition, um, essentially, and created the model based off of what you wanted to build versus retrofitting something that was already existing. Yep. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I love it. We, we still do the traditional way too. you know, we'll buy assets every day of the week, homes that are a year to 20 years old, whatever it is, right. and we'll fix them up. So we have a good mixed bag. Now, right. I don't want to give the wrong impression that I'm the one out with a shovel doing a subdivision or a hammer building the houses or anything like that. I have a fantastic team. And one of the things that I learned early on was know exactly what you're good at and what you have a passion for, and then find the other people that have the talents that you don't. So I know uh, networking with the right people. I know the people that can find the dirt, develop the dirt, crews that have the uh, bulldozers and the concrete guys and and then the construction people so we've partnered with either partnered with or hired the right people for the job so it could easily be a greed thing if you're trying Mm -hmm. to attack it all on your own my partners and I never wanted it to be that way we want to share the love share the wealth and give everybody the opportunity and benefit from everybody else's expertise. I know a lot about building a house, but I certainly don't know how to build a house. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do it from the dirt up. It may not be standing once I was finished, but so we bring the right people into the deal to make it work. Man, I'm, I appreciate you clarifying that because that would hang a lot of people up. And I know it hung me up when I first got started, but the team, as ambiguous as that term has gotten to be in our world, you hit on it. You, you laid out who the team was in your world. You know, the foundation guys, the bulldozer guys, all of those guys who come in and do the work. And then you said something that was so transparent that I want to say thank you 100% for. You said if you were to build the house, it would be falling over the next day. I'm the same way. I can't put together a freaking selling fan. I'm not even going to lie. But but I know who to call. And that's the point. I heard somebody say the other day that you needed all the money to do the deal and, and you needed all the resources. And that's not necessarily the case. If you don't know how to run a bulldozer, don't run the bulldozer. Know what you're good at. So thank you for that. Sure. You seem very confident though. Was this always the case? Tell us about when you weren't. God, I was shy. I, I'm still shy now. You know, it's all about the prep for the day, right? Yeah. So my day starts with my internal prep. So little bit of meditation, a lot of uh, looking in the mirror, telling myself that I'm great, that I'm going to rock this day. You know, my wife laughs at me sometimes, but now I've got her into that rhythm as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really about being the person that you want to be, not the person that you think everybody else wants you to be. Mm-hmm. So I just tell myself, I'm going to have a fantastic day and I'm the best. Mm-hmm. And I know that may sound corny, but I've learned from many of my mentors that you've got to motivate yourself before you can motivate anybody else. Man, no, you dropped a golden nugget there. We have some pretty amazing guests, Jay, and you are not letting us down. Affirmations is exactly what we're talking about here. You said you are the best. It may sound corny to y'all. It don't sound corny to me because I said the same thing. I have my daily affirmations too. So when you say things to your subconscious mind, like you just said, I am the best. 
it sets a precedent in your mind, especially your subconscious mind, to go out and become that person. So whatever you say to yourself, even though it may sound weird in the beginning, you know, when you first say it, I'm sure you didn't feel that way when you first said it, right? No, I felt very awkward. I felt I felt like an idiot, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, and the first couple of times, I made sure my wife was nowhere near the bathroom when I'm doing this. <laughs> and uh, you believe it, right? You believe yes. yourself. You start to feel comfortable in your own skin, and you portray what you want to be. So you've got to have your goals in mind, writing them out in your journal, and then just attack your goals. Make sure. You've got the clear vision of where you want to go and what you want to be, and then mm -hmm. just tackle it, make it happen. But you got to tell yourself you're going to do it. Otherwise, you're just along for the life ride. Man, I mean, and you did it again. I mean, you just said, because I do the same thing. When I first got started, I did not do it around my wife. I was like, make sure she's nowhere around because I don't want her making fun of me for, you know, saying my affirmations. And now I'll say them. And she, she, oh yeah, your dad says affirmation. She'll tell the kid, your, your dad says affirmation every morning. He, and this is what he says. And so it's very comforting to know that I wasn't the only one. So if that wasn't for anybody else, it was for me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, and it's contagious too. You know, like I said, now yeah. I've got my wife doing it and it's, uh, it's contagious and, and it's fun to watch. Yeah. And I, I certainly make sure I don't make fun of her. You yes. know, where she's doing it. I want, I want to be right there or at least let her do her thing. And I, I certainly didn't want to make fun of her because I didn't want to be made fun of. So, yes. you know, give and take. Yes, I agree. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So let's talk about some of the, the realities of entrepreneurship, especially the realities when it comes to your reality of entrepreneurship, you know, and I said reality twice, but like, Talk about the not so glamorous, some of the, the boring, the mundane, and the, ultimately the grind that's involved with the property management business. And then lay out some highs and lows that you face going through your journey. Okay. Yeah, there's been a lot. You know, I want to say there's been more highs than lows, but quite honestly, there's probably been more lows than highs. Trying to put together deals, you know, and then they just all fall apart. And that's just so devastating. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. finding out the deal isn't as attractive as what you expected it to be. I certainly don't want to lose anyone else's money. I don't want to lose my money, but by all means, I don't want to lose anybody else's money. So that is something that I'm, I'm ultra focused on is making sure that I put my clients in the right deals, but investing in the wrong deal. I've done it. I've partnered with some people that I really wish I hadn't of and I lost money. I've been broke a couple times. And when you're eating beans and rice, the survive, you know, you just don't want to do it, but you got to pick yourself back up. You got to know that you're good at what you're doing and providing the service. And it's even more scary when you've got people depending on you. So you've got your family, right? That, you know, right. watch out for, and you know, you want to provide a roof and cars and all that kind of good stuff. But you also have team members. So my office is a they're a gold mine to me, but I certainly don't ever want to let them down and I don't want to let my clients down. So I've had some pitfalls. We've done everything we can to avoid them. I've lost money in a deal that I was partnered with on other people that we took no money out of the deal to make sure the investors were made whole. Oh man, there's been some crying moments. There's been yeah. a lot of wine, uh, <laughs> yeah. but there's been some huge highs. So I don't, I don't want to give anybody the impression that it's all paved with gold and come do what mm -hmm. I do and you're, you're just going to rock it. No, there's some, 
pitfalls that uh, yeah. some dangers you got to watch out for. So, so you you hit on uh, on something I want to kind of elaborate on because a lot of people won't say what you just said they lost money, but how vital is it for a real estate investor to lose money? And this sounds really contradictory, but I'm, I want the audience to hear this. How vital is it for a real estate investor to lose money in a deal? And not only lose money in a deal, but lose it before they take money from other investors. I mean, like, what does that teach you as a real estate investor? What's the silver lining that you found? One of my mentors mentions over and over again that he will not do a deal with somebody that hasn't lost money or at least won't admit it. Robert Helms is a fantastic mentor of mine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he hit the nail on the head. If somebody doesn't know the low of lows and they're just painting you the bright and shiny, beautiful brochure, um, <laughs> come throw your money at me and you're going to make millions, <laughs> I don't trust them. I can't believe in what somebody's telling me if they've never lost money because the chances are if they're being 100% honest and they've never lost money, they're going to. And yes. I don't want to be the guy that's throwing some cash into their deal to be his first loss. You know, right. so I want them to know what the pain is of not only losing your own cash, but having to explain to an investor why they didn't get the return you promised them. You know? Right. That's so, huge. Yeah, critical. That is huge. And uh, just for our audience, you know, mutual mentor, because I, I have so much respect for Robert Helms and uh, Robert Helms, the co-host of Real Estate Guys. That's him and Russell Gray. Huge respect for their podcast. If you don't already check it out, definitely something to check out. And Jay has actually been a guest on their podcast as well. So by all means, I am collaborative to the umpteenth degree. And they had some very, very good wisdom, sound wisdom. So that's my plug for the real estate guys for this episode. <laughs> um, but no, seriously though, like you found the silver lining in losing money. And, and for our audience, what that means is... And I know that when I lost money, it was the learning of losing it. It was the resourcefulness that I came out of it, that I came out a better investor. And you don't want to lose money. Like we said, if you've never lost it, the likelihood is very high that you will lose it in the future and you won't know what to do and it'll be somebody else's. So, you know, you just want to be careful of the guy who says he's never lost anything. So thank you for that transparent moment. Give us three things to take away. Give us something that we can use in our business professional life. It could be from the entrepreneur's perspective. It could be from the property manager's perspective. Anything that you would say um, as far as tips and advice, give us three. Well, my world's in real estate and property management, and so I deal with a lot of investor clients. One of the biggest things that I've always focused on is building your team so you can benefit from their expertise. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I see a lot of investors do is they focus in on the deal or the property or whatever the investment vehicle is before they bring the team together. And then, you know, you're, you're bringing in your property manager after you've already bought the property and they're like, oh man, why can you get out of it? Can you, you know, why'd you buy that? And you never want that feeling. So mm. put your team together, you know, create the, the nucleus, if you will, of a collaborative effort between the people that have the knowledge that you need. Whether that be somebody you're going to hire, whether that be somebody you're bringing in on the deal, putting the team together, however that looks for you, make sure you engage with everybody that you need to seek advice from or get their input before you go out and spend your money or anybody else's. Right. So that's my 
big takeaway. And I teach that as much as I can to, to new investors to make sure they're really focused on not just the deal or the property or the opportunity, but the components that go along with that. So that's probably my biggest. And then find your niche. Uh, we've talked about, we do real estate, we do property management, we've got some development, we do construction. That sounds like a huge, wide variety of deals, but we've found our focus in each of those niches mm. to be able to serve our clients. So start with your niche. What are you good at? Is it single family homes and you like buy and hold? And so you want to buy a couple of rentals and start there and grow it from there. Is it apartment complex? Start with that. Is it construction? Is it syndication? I don't think right. anybody starts with syndication, but you know, <laughs> you can always work into those, but find your niche, focus on your niche and be comfortable with saying no to a deal if it doesn't fit what you're comfortable with. So passing on opportunities. I pass on opportunities probably every day. Uh, at least I know one a day that right. somebody brings to me and like, Hey, you know, I think you guys would be great at that, but it's not in our wheelhouse. So we don't do it. I may know somebody that would be interested in that and I'll ask them if I can pass it along. But if it's not in my wheelhouse, that's taking focus away from what I'm good at. So be yeah, fun. that's amazing. So, okay, there you go. So if you all didn't catch that, it's deal focused. One of the things that he said, a lot of new investors, the mistake is, is to look at the deal without talking to the property manager. Then he reiterated putting together the team. That's twice he said that during this podcast. And then he said, find your niche. So make sure that you write those three down, take them to heart, any business. I mean, it's those three things along with other things. So being too deal focused and, and not putting together the right team and then not focusing on a niche. So with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. You, you talked about the mistakes. Tell us how we can get a hold of you there, Jay. Probably best way is shoot us an email, info at frontlineproperty.com. We'll set up a, a chat, consultation, whatever works best for your listeners. I love talking to investors that are already in deals. I love talking to you know potential in, clients that want to get started. So yeah, info at frontlineproperty.com and then see what we can do, see what kind of synergy there is, you know, yeah, or absolutely. just give some guidance. I learn from people every day. I am certainly not the smartest person in the room. So, and if I am, I'm in the wrong room, but um, <laughs> right. I learn from talking to people. I mean, the, the opportunity to put together turnkey investments wasn't my idea. It was a golden nugget that I got from somebody else who was doing these and man, it just clicked. It was just picking their brain, talking to them. So I learn from people every day. So I want to learn as much as I can and I can only do that by talking to people. Right. Model what works. I mean, and talk to people and, and you know, learn. Charlie Tremendous Jones has a quote like that. He says, five years from now, you'll be the sum total of the books you read and the people you meet. So yeah. that's that the summation of that. Nugget right there. Yeah. So again, info at frontlineproperty.com. Reach out to Jay. Jay is super collaborative. I've known Jay for a long time now. One of my really good friends, somebody I can always go to for advice, always can go to for, you know, deal decision. If I'm looking at properties, I mean, just an overall good person to have as a friend on your team. So um, that's my endorsement of you, Jay. I mean, I, I 100% wholeheartedly mean that with all my heart, man. So man, thank you. That is awesome. I hope I can use that on my website. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, you got it. 
So with that being said, I don't think there is another golden nugget we can get out of you, but I'm going to try anyway. What is a golden nugget we can squeeze out of you that you know, we can leave our audience with? All right. We, we all know we've got peaks and valleys, right? So right. we've got ebb and flow and everybody wants to watch out for the pitfalls, right? So we know we got a market correction coming. So right. that being said, I'm buying every day that I can find a deal. So, and most of my clients are too, but we're also holding back a little bit for the opportunities that are going to come. I mean, I made the bulk of my money with the bubble bursting. I don't want to benefit from anybody else's heartache, but if the bank owns a house and they're willing to sell it cheap, I'm a buyer. Right. So, you know, whatever that looks like in the future to come, we're not really sure, but I would say hold back, have some liquidity, have a plan and be ready to kind of shift gears if needed whenever the next opportunity comes along because it will happen whether it's a year, two years, three years there will be another correction and there'll be opportunity. So just take advantage of it and be prepared. Boom. There you go. I mean, I, I knew we could get something out of you. There we go. We appreciate you coming on the show. So much value added there, man. We'll just, we'll talk to you another time. All right. Love being here. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for listening to real life, real equity podcast. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.